All right. We are the Armchair Superheroes. It's Pat Lane, as always, with your boy Taylor Kyles. And today we have a very special guest. It is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to talk WandaVision with you. And, uh, you know, we're just excited to have you on the show, man. Hey, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you're going to see my cat wander around the background, one or two of them. In fact, it's appropriate. We got a little Captain Marvel thing going on. We got yeah. Goose around in the background. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, now I'm happy to be here. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, hold on one second. No, no worries. Can you, can you give me, uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I got to deal with the party foul over here. Let's do yeah, it. Definitely. Party All foul. right, sorry about that. Give me no, one no, second. we got it. We got it. All good. All right. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited to have this on, man. It's going to be exciting. We have a heck of a show for you today. Obviously, we're talking about episode seven clearly of wandavision as we keep plugging along and disney plus I got my keep... wanda sleeves on <laughs> oh look at you with your wanda oh, sleeves yeah. on. Oh, i'm gonna count some spells or something we need and a that's magic. it man that's it you know to. we got the and this is live this is this is live this is live tv for you this is what happens you know what i mean we can't we don't have What's... the wanda ability of the of to just edit things out you know what i mean this is what happens oh, you know you, what i mean you think wanda's the one doing the editing well, so that's think, so that's a ah. Oh, see, there's uh, another good question for you, for right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Look at that, right? So, so, so this is gonna what be... happened? <laughs> Sorry, what happened just then? I got two cats, and I heard this. Uh oh, I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it was like the humidifier. I heard a pumping sound, and I looked over, and I was like, "That cat just threw up right at the start of <laughs> oh. this podcast on the bed." So, like. Just excited. I had to go like so, get some shout hey, stuff and spray it on. Oh yeah, no, you can't leave that. It's like you know, it's on the carpet, maybe on the bed. No, 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 can't leave that. No, well, it's also it was. I don't want to go into detail, but it was like on a scale of one to ten, it was a two. But <laughs> yeah, you still right. don't want to leave it, you know. Right. So it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's taken care of. A little peek behind the curtain. Got it out. He's the yeah. He's the kind of cat who would pick the exact moment you go live on a podcast. Right. To be like, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain here. We were talking for about five five or ten minutes before we hit the live button, and he just waited for the exact moment. It's good. Yeah, time. he was over here going, "I'm gonna fuck this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hurry. I'm gonna. I hate when he does podcast. We're gonna take care uh, of this yeah. right now. Hey, yeah. good timing by, by the cat. That's what the cats yeah. do, man. That's what the cats do. That's what they're there for. So, all right. So we're gonna get into a few things. We're gonna talk about episode seven, but there's kind of four big picture items that I want to talk about before we get there. And of course, you know, it's gonna be interwoven with the uh, with the content from from episode seven, but also with the content before. And I think so. Number one for me, and this is kind of the big one for me, is is why Westview, right? Like of all the places in the entire universe that Wanda could be, she's in Westview, right? And it just so happens that Jimmy Woo has a a, a, a witness that we haven't heard from yet yep. that lives in Westview. And so how does this witness, you know, factor in? Because interestingly enough, they haven't mentioned him, right? Or her. No, they on, really right? haven't. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think that they're going to play in somehow because it's there's no way this is Marvel that we're talking yeah. about, right? There's yeah. no way that they're going to sit there and say, oh, that was just a you know a, a thing to get him in the area. There's no chance. There's no chance that that's mm-hmm. the case, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's another interesting thing you're not factoring in there. So th- you just talked about like what Donald Rums- Rumsfeld called the the known unknown. Right. The thing mm-hmm. like we don't know. But there's a thing that we do know that's also important in this little puzzle. And I'm disappointed we only have two more episodes to like guess about this stuff. Um, Hayward, 
who is from the beginning when you meet him you think well, that's a cartoonishly bad guy and it turns he, there's he can't possibly be such a and it turns out he is a bad guy right. so they find out that he was big shocker trying to weaponize the vision so when wanda mm-hmm. stole his body she was rescuing him and she probably then took him to westview for whatever reason right right um so the the other question is why did hayward send monica Right. Mm-hmm. Under the pretenses of the FBI has a witness there. Now it's great. Point. It seems like a hell of that's that's the connection. That's the really weird thing. Like, did hey is well, okay, but I have a theory on who the witness is. So Ooh. I think I mentioned this in a video. I dropped it. But okay. Yes. I don't know who it is, but I think it's I, I'll tell you what it is, a scroll. Mm. I think it's gonna be a scroll because A, it connects sword, the space mm-hmm. you know, right. security agency with the FBI, because if they had to put scrolls in hiding for whatever reason or relocation, right. well, the FBI's got the sprawling apparatus just for that. Jimmy Wu wouldn't know the person was a scroll. Right. Mm-hmm. So he would just be like, Good oh, point. that's my missing person. So I think that it wouldn't surprise me a bit if at some point in this show, in the climax, one of the characters we've seen the whole time is just transforms and they were ah, a scroll. You know? Okay. Maybe, maybe like the mailman, because he seems to know what's up. Um, mm-hmm. Yes fact that's all the other people seem we've seen them kind of be mind controlled before last episode it would have said herb right hey hey all right now you want me to draw this this kind of goes ahead of what you were going to say but i'll drop another theory on you you ready do it do it great what pietro Mm, yes right Uh, that's a dumb theory no i'll tell you (laughs) there are no you're right dumb stupid i hate it here's why it's dumb if he was a scroll why not just turn into pietro Right. Okay, yeah, that's very true. I guess that's what I mean. We're talking, as a horror, if we're talking shapeshifters and everything like that. All right. I, one we'll, person we'll that is that rumored to be in Westview that we haven't seen yet, maybe Hulkling. You're talking about scrolls. Hey, maybe somehow like made that. it to yeah. made his way to Earth, needs to be protected because obviously he's royalty in the galaxy. But if you know, disguise him as a human, we haven't seen a lot of the kids yet. The rumor that he's going to be there. So, uh huh. I don't know. I should have guessed that, and I'll tell you why. We just put a video out that talked about the Young Avengers and Tommy and Billy and mm-hmm. Hulk Lane and all these other things. And in that video, I said that there was a, a rumor, a casting rumor from the Illuminati that said the Hulk Lane was going to be in WandaVision. And I have some friends who are friends with the guy, who are friends with the guy, and everybody signs an NDA, so I can't go into details, who read for a Marvel part that is was for, quote, a character who's a child of two worlds. Oh, baby. So when you read through, like my friend, my friend of a friend of a friend told me when he looked at this, he was like, yeah, this is clearly who this character is and that character. And it was the Young Avengers. So, right. yeah, I like that. I like that. I hope missing so. I, person need, is I need more setup. Well, they're definitely setting up, you know, Billy and Tommy. Well, I think I'm yeah. getting ahead of what you guys yeah. have your. But no, but, I, but I think I think you're I think you're on the right track, though. And we got a, a whole bunch of things and we want we want to talk about. So let's get into the Pietro discussion, because that's the second question is, who is Pietro? Mm-hmm. Right. He's obviously being, you know, controlled right by Agnes. We see at the end he's being controlled by Agnes. But then he shows up at the end of the episode and you're kind of like, you know, who is he? Right. Is he? And. One other thing, when he shows up, there is the the perimeter alarm is be, it has been triggered, right? Because they go to to the sword headquarters and Darcy mm-hmm. is there and the alarm's going off. So it seems like someone has either come in or gone out of the hex right before he shows up. So it's almost like he does come into the hex, 
But oh, what, oh yeah, I'm sorry. You mean at the end of episode six? Sorry, at the end of episode six. Yeah, yeah, yeah or five, five. Yeah, okay. Five. Right. Yes, the, at the I end. I thought the perimeter five. alarm. You know, I saw a few people tweeted that to me. I thought the perimeter perimeter alarm was just because the hex expanded. I just thought they had like a general emergency. You know, at least that's how I interpreted it. Maybe, know? maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that, you know, that could work too. That somebody went in or out. If it was somebody who went in, they had to have been somebody powerful because we've seen like how tough right. it was for anybody to slog in or out of it. You know, it's a pretty impregnable barrier. Right. Unless, un- so the theory then would be, so my, you know, what I'm asking basically and what I'm thinking is that Agnes or whomever it is that you, Agatha, right now that we know, who or whomever mm-hmm. she's working with, could have plucked that Pietro from the X-Men universe, who we know yeah. is not a twin, who we know is, you know, he is Pietro Maximoff, but he's in a different universe, right? Could have mm-hmm. plucked him from that multiverse and brought him to Westview with the intent purpose of throwing Wanda off her game and then controlled him into doing it, right? Now, whether that, you know, that's way out there, of course, but like, but that's, you know, kind of a, a thing that I'm looking at. And he also could be like, I've seen theories about like, he is like the bunny can turn into, you know, she turns the bunny into Pietro, like all sorts right, of, like, that and, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's a question that I don't, I don't know the answer to, right? Obviously. And, uh, and I think all the, I, I'm, I'm open to every theory about, about pretty much all these things, right? Well, my first thought was what exactly what you said, that he was plucked from the multiverse subconsciously, but by Wanda, because Wanda's got, you know, she's a nexus being, which in the comics means like she's a constant in all realities and she's the same throughout, you know, like uh, Kang and Dark Phoenix are both, or and Phoenix are both like nexus beings like that. So I thought that she subconsciously reached across the multiverse to find a Pietro. And this just happened, you know, she happened to find this one who's, who was alive. Um, it could still be that. And it could be that just Agatha was mind controlling him. Right. Um, the question you, I think you have to ask is like, if if he's just some guy from Westview and Evan Peters just happens to be playing this guy, why cast Evan Peters? Right. Like why right. go through that stunt casting? Uh, that, but, you know, in a show that's very meta in all the good ways you can be meta, it's not just like meta for the sake of meta. I think, you know, it, it could work within that framework. You yeah. Know, it's a show that, it's a show about a pocket reality, and that's exactly what TV is. It's a miniature reality placed inside of our homes that tells us lies to make us feel better about ourselves. Um, and then you add that to like this episode where Darcy's going through the names of like looking for Jimmy's Jimmy Woo's name and sees the name of a guy named James Gad who works on the actual show WandaVision, who also popped up in the fake credits that Wanda scrolls up in episode five. So it's like, wait a minute. So that means that 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 can just mind fuck you in so many ways if you go like hey so this is gonna this this is the credits of a show made by these people and these sword agents are there and so is you know am i part of this too is somebody watching me watch the credits of wandavision right like that part of space balls where they look back at the tv at the camera you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's just infinite tv shows well i just love how too like when uh darcy says you know darcy is now in it but she says to vision like oh, I've been watching WandaVision for the last week. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second. What do you mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's just. And it's so, tough because we're learning yeah. every week how the rules of this whole reality work. Like one kind of thing I'm not so sure with Pietro. Obviously, it seems like he's mind controlled. But then at the same time, we saw Wanda and uh, Monica, their eyes turned purple and they were mind controlled. We haven't seen that from Pietro, even though in the Agatha all along, we saw that he was controlling or she was controlling him from the back. So. Like, we still don't know the visual language, really, how it works. 
like how this whole shift in, you know, how the whole universe is going to play out. And mm-hmm. it also would be so weird if for for a show that's so self-aware that they keep mentioning how strange it is that he doesn't look like Pietro or have Pietro's memories. Right. And then they just kind of drop it. You know, it, it's just, there's such a thoughtful brand. It would be weird to have all these tie-ins and then just drop it. Because I think by now they know how aggressive fans can be with the with misdirects after Iron Man 3. So it's weird. Like, we don't really know for sure how pulling people from the multiverse works. Uh, Spider-Man already kind of duped us out with the multiverse. So I feel mm-hmm. like every time we go down these, I just have more questions when I think about it than I come up with answers, which is part of the fun. <laughs> right. Well, as for the purple eyes, I looked at that and went, I, don't, I didn't think Monica's eyes at the end of the episode were her being influenced. I just thought that was her superpower. And oh, I think, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that we've seen Wanda be manipulated before, but we're always seeing that through the broadcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. I don't. Maybe that would necessarily show up the mind control aspect of it. That's um, true. I thought you mm-hmm. said you just touched on something like we're learning how this world works. There was something in episode seven that kind of blew my mind, where Vision is doing his uh, direct address to the camera, and then he gets up, walks away, and takes the mic off. Which is by far the funniest part of any of the sitcoms. You know, the sitcoms in the show haven't actually been that funny. I don't think they're supposed to be. uh, Because frankly, the Brady Bunch wasn't actually that funny. Um, Mm. But that was really funny. And then it turns out he was just in the car with Darcy the whole time. And his direct address was actually his inner monologue and thought process. Which makes you go, oh, okay, that's what reality shows kind of filmed those as. They staged those as direct thought processes. But that's also saying that within the context of the show that Wanda is not really talking to a camera crew. Wanda is in fact imagining all this. She's thinking all this because Agatha is putting it in her head right. the same way Agatha put the sitcom credits in her head. It was Agatha all along, you know? Yeah. So the that way, if I were going to draw a diagram, I would say that like Agatha puts the image in Wanda's head. Wanda makes it reality subconsciously. And then it just because of her infinity stone energy, it's put out as TV waves. And that's, you know, because of the Big Bang and CMBR radiation. So wild. I don't know if they'll actually explain it that way, but that sure is a satisfying answer for me. I think so, too. That's why we brought on the big guns. That's it, right? (laughs) So, um, all right. So the next one for me, and I I think that this one, I think everyone kind of has the same question, is where are the twins? What the heck happened to the twins? I know that there are theories that's like, you know, in in some of the comics that they don't really exist. So if Wanda stops thinking about them, they disappear. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty dark. That'd be pretty dark for for uh, for Disney Plus. But there's also, you know, there obviously was the rabbit who was already there, but like the rabbit and then the you know fly thing, yeah. bug thing, whatever it was, right? Did she turn them into something else, or did she, you know, is she holding them somewhere? Like, what the heck is going on with the twins? And I think that that's again n- another question that I have. Uh, any any theory? I'm like, okay, hey, sure, that could that could be right, you know. Um, I don't think I don't think she turned them into anything. Uh, mm. Just because we've already seen them transform, and it would be like, right. well, why? Why the hell? Are, why the fuck is it? Plus, she has the rabbit at the end, and she has the rabbit all the way through the show. That's true. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and rabbits are sometimes witches, familiars. It's used t- stereotypically a black cat, but like they also use rabbits. Apparently, I was researching it the other night. Right. Um, I think okay. So kids are born. Agatha's there being like, hey, Dottie's the key to this town. And Dottie's like, mm, for the children, the whole time for the children. So it's pretty obvious Agatha was trying to use the town to encourage Wanda to have kids. Right. And then she comes over, there's babies. She sprays the babies with lavender and all of a sudden they grow, probably a potion. 
she's there every time when they grow again, kind of yep. encouraging them with the dog. And then she, they almost grow again because of the dog dying. Right. Like mm -hmm. yeah. then Wanda stops them and Wanda actually approaches everything with emotional maturity. Like, Hey, you have to actually grieve, you know, take your own advice, Wanda. Um, <laughs> so she clearly wants them to age up for whatever reason. You know, maybe when they're fully grown, they're, they're at their full power and she can sacrifice them to open up that book. Um, so I think when we see the twins, it's going to be sad as hell, but I think they're going to be the actual teenagers. I think that's going to be the surprise, which is going to make us wonder, mm. you know, if it's a cliffhanger at the end of episode eight, it's going to make us wonder, wait, is, is that them? Is this a fake? Right. Like, were they, you know, it's going to cast those characters into doubt for us. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely have a feeling that they're going to age up at some point just because the young actors they have are good. Like, I know Billy was one of the kids from uh, Haunting of Hill House and he was fantastic. So, like, oh. these kids have some. It was bothering me that. so much. I, I yeah. recognized the face because I had just finished it. So I, I'm like a year or two behind. But I'm like, yeah. this kid looks really familiar. And then I looked it up and it's the same kid. So, you know, they've got their acting chops. But at the same time, we've seen Marvel recast the Young Avengers with Cassie Lang. Obviously, mm -hmm. they had um, Emma Furman, I believe her name was, who did a good job in a very small role. But right. then, you know, clearly this is their premier team. So they got someone with a little more star power. So I feel like we are going to get yeah. another version of the twins, whether you know, this show is already pretty dark and like Mon in the, uh, um, Tiana Harris was saying how the ending is really sad. So I really hope we're not going to have to, you know, see some horrible thing happen with the kids and wait a few oh. years for new Avengers for them to come back. Cause in the comics, I believe that's what happens. They're sacrificed. She, um, to she bring said back the ending, she said oh, the sorry. ending sad. I didn't yeah, know I, that. I, yeah. She was saying like, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a crusher. So vision doesn't make it out of this. No, oh, yeah, he really what? doesn't. He doesn't. I don't I don't think not that I don't think he should, but I think at least for now, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I and we talked about this last last show, right? The the visual of him, you know, getting sucked back into the hex was just unbelievable, right? And yeah. and the idea is that he is ultimately right, a projection that only exists inside the hex. So if the hex gets destroyed or eliminated or taken down or whatever the case may be, he can't continue to function because he only exists inside the hex and so now maybe there's a possibility he could come back at some point right mm -hmm. and i think that sure. could that could theoretically yeah. kick off right the multiverse of madness where she loses him and says i'm gonna go out and and search the multiverse in search of another mind stone knowing mm -hmm. that one's out there and then strange is like wait whoa, whoa, wait wait a second you can't do that you know so that's like that's a possibility of course and then she could start as the villain that, you know, the villain in that, in that movie. And then, you know, perhaps turn it and turn back or whatever the case may be, you know, but, but that's, you know, who knows what's going to be out there. But I think you're right about that, about, about vision, not, not surviving, but we'll see. It's a shame too. Cause I mean, they can always recast Paul. He's a robot. Yeah. Right. He's it's one of the few parts you can recast. He's a synthesoid. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, I can't see how, if for no other reason than they announced that uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in Doctor Strange 2, but Vision doesn't. Right. So, like, why, mm -hmm. why ain't Vision in your show? Right. <laughs> you know, right. or your movie? It is so of, sad if Paul Bettany goes, though. He's been killing it. And I, he thought he was getting fired, like, once or twice already. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because obviously his role just seems so expendable with what they've had to do with Vision. But and especially since they were so excited to have him back, and he's been killing it yeah. in WandaVision, man. They obviously have 
so many yeah. people, but I hope I hope we get more Paul Bettany somehow. We'll see. I, I think I don't think he's gone. I don't think he's gone forever, even if he goes, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. So I mean Jarvis's uh, programming doesn't exist anywhere else. Like they could always he could right. end up being in uh Rory Williams's head, you know. Sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. And he does come up again with uh with uh what is it, a Kang or uh at some point is he's one of the main uh reasons the new Avengers are formed, I believe. Uh who is it goes yes. back in time and it's a program from Vision kind of explaining how to restart the Avengers. So there is precedent for Vision being around later in the comics, so there is hope. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and if it won't be him, it'll be you know, somebody else who brings them together. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right. So here's the last one. And then we're going to get really kind of dive into episode seven. But is Agnes the one pulling all the strings? And and to me, this question for me is obviously kind of on the tip of everyone's tongue. I feel like, you know, everyone's looking at it saying, is it Mephisto? Is it someone else? Is, you know, is she the one pulling the strings? And I think, you know, obviously we don't know. I will say what I found interesting and a lot of people pointed this out, um, you know, during episode six, when we saw her for the very brief scene she was in, she was not wearing her brooch during episode six. She's sorry. That was when when she was, you know, at the edge of town, like undermining. And he takes her under under control. It might've been under a costume. There's like, it's possible, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I just thought just, I just thought it was strange that we all like they make it a point of showing it to you every single yeah. time. And then for it not to be on there that one time, I thought mm-hmm. was interesting, you know? And then it's in back her on witch's her, costume. You know, right. In her witch's costume. Right. And I think she had it on when she had the exercise outfit on. And mm-hmm. um in this last yeah. episode it wasn't as visible. I think it was like underneath her sweater or something. Yeah. It was like at her yeah. collar. Like right, you know, right here. Yeah, her collar right, or whatever, right, you know? right. So um, I, I, they've already, you know, they, they tried to set Wanda, they tried to make us think Wanda was the villain and I'm right. sure it fooled some people. It never fooled me just cause I, I was like, look, you're not going to reveal your villain in episode four. Right. Your, your twist isn't just going to be there. You know, it's going to be later on. Um, I don't think they'll go in for another twist. I will. I do think though that Agatha is behind it. The question is why? Because in the comics, mm-hmm. Agatha is she's not really evil she's not bad she's more of a gray character like when stanley and jack kirby had her in fantastic four it was like she was always kind of mysterious you know you didn't know why she was wanting to babysit franklin richards you know he she was always kind of like oh you didn't really trust her because she was a witch right mm-hmm. um you always thought she was up to something nefarious but she's always been an ally of wanda's and i was on a podcast a couple of days ago and this woman uh, barbara made a great point that wanda has always been manipulated by men in the comics mm-hmm. and Mortis, uh, her numerous fathers she's had, like the list goes on and on. Even Pietro at certain points, Magneto have all manipulated her. And Agatha's always her. been the one. Yeah. Try to kill her, use her. Yep. And Agatha, wipe her mind, destroy her life, kill her husband, all just to use her power. And Agatha's always been the person who empowered her, who taught her magic. And, you know, now in the comics, last one, a series I read, she was a ghost walking around with Wanda to support her. I would hate to see that not happened right they would just be like oh here's evil wanda the same way we have like evil iron man and evil thor and stuff so i'm hoping that the reason agatha is doing this is to like keep a demon at bay whether it's mephisto or cthulhu or whatever other villain they want it to be that Mm -hmm. like there is a a reason for doing this now i don't think that she like values the lives of the people in westview I i don't think she cares i think she probably just looks at humans like hey you burned my people at the stake Right. years ago you know i was there i think next episode is probably going to open with like the agnes origin story agatha or- origin story 
Um, so I would, I, I hope there's a better reason for that. You know, you guys want to yeah. see my dog? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just here he is. Oh, he's, being, he's being bad oh. in the other room. So I'm going to try to keep him <laughs> occupied in here with an antler. There <laughs> we go. He's cute here. He's good. Right? <laughs> yeah. I hope he yeah. stays. He's a good boy. I don't know if you can hear him barking or not. So anyways, I hope that she's not a villain villain. Right. But I definitely think she was, you know, I don't think they're going to go back and like with another twist and say, oh, it wasn't her all along, you know? Right, right. Yeah, she killed think? Sparky. That seemed like pretty, like that was just so aggressive. I was like, that's pretty definitively bad to yeah. just be like, and I killed Sparky too. And then laugh. I was like, oh, because I Which, love Catherine Hahn and selfishly, I kind of want her to stay bad. Just because, like, her character in Parks and Rec I brought up on the podcast a couple times ah, is so good. so good. Like, she's so funny just being mean and kind of cool and uncaring just because she's so witty and fast. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Marvel understands the kind of, like, social, uh, I guess, sway they have now. And having one character with mental illness, I feel like, especially in today's climate, kind of being manipulated by another woman, I feel like that just does not sit well, you know, mm. especially with all the ties to Nightmare and Mephisto and these characters who are known to manipulate people by taking advantage mm -hmm. of their fear and how they are at low points. And like you said, with Agatha never having been, I guess, such a, a manipulative character, being more of a supporting person, it, it's one of, they can go both, like one of both ways. Cause everything we've seen from her up to this point leads you to believe that, yeah, she does have some really bad intentions, but it seems like such a weird 180 unless they make her an amalgamation of a bunch of different people because Catherine Hahn is so too. good. Yeah. That's very helpful as well. That could be true too. That's one thing I try not to get too hung up on like what I love in the comics and demand that on screen because I already have mm -hmm. the comics, you know, like I don't right. need to see the exact same thing. It's just that I know the merits of that character and the strengths of that character. And I'd really hate to see them, you know, cast away. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's part of it, right? Is you don't want to see uh, uh, the character completely changed. Right. And I think that that's, that's the issue. That's one of those, like, um, I mean, it's a complete, it's a complete, you know, totally different, but like, Oh, she's not happy. It's, uh, it's, it's a he. It's okay. Oh, Sorry he. about that. Uh, I can. Not, yeah, it's all right. Ah, he doesn't bring up Agnes. He's, he's gender fluid. It doesn't matter. There you go. I might. I might <laughs> mute him when I'm not. I'm, I'm going to mute when I'm not talking. Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. Don't worry about it. Um, it, it's you know similar situation in a movie. It's it completely unrelated to MCU, but Gone Baby Gone is a movie that uh, Ben Affleck did, and and the woman, the woman detective in Gone Baby Gone in the book written by Dennis Lane, she's the badass. She's the one that does mm -hmm. everything. She's like the she's like the ultimate badass. And then in the end, you know the 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 twist at the end crushes her, and like that is that makes it so powerful because she's been such a badass the whole book that the twist at the end crushes her. And then it's like the movie they make her like the weak character and she's meek and she's not. And so like her being crushed at the end is like, well, that's just who she is. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, it just doesn't hit the same, you know what I mean? And so completely different, obviously, but like same type of deal where it's like, yeah, change the story a little bit, but like those characters, the, the main, you know, point of those characters, like let's keep it at least close to the same, you know? Hmm. And then when you bring up, like, we talked about the Salem witch trials happened in New Jersey. I think that's part of the reason it's in Westview. I feel like we're going to end up finding out that, and those roots that were underneath her house, like, those were clearly ancient. So that made me think that maybe this has kind of been her spot for a while now. And then when you think about witches during the trials, we know now that they were just people who suffered from mental illness, you know, people who were going through things and who were just cast aside by members of their community for whatever reason. And I feel like when you're dealing with mental illness and then you've got something like the Salem witch trials, which if you want to go back, you know, and look at it in a fantasy realm, then like, yeah, it was 
which is whatever, but realistically it was really horrible thing that happened. And I believe there were set photos like way early back, maybe even a year of Catherine Hahn kind of wearing the robe and it looked like a more ancient kind of setting. So I feel like the Salem rich trials being in New Jersey, I think that's going to be a big part of her backstory and maybe tie into her motivation for why she's doing this. So let's walk that through logically. I, I really like that. Okay. So let's look at the pieces of the puzzle. Ancient house in Westview, right? A witch, literally a witch house. It was the house from Bewitched, which I right. didn't, which is oh. awesome. I did not know yeah. that, right? That was so, so you cool. Have yeah. this, you have this witch house, right? Built on top of an old temple that's clearly been there a long time. That's some sort of, it looks like it's he, uh, hexagonal shaped, hexagons, 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 right? Right. So that temple there, whatever, is the whole reason Agnes is there. Okay. Hell of a coincidence that Jimmy Woo, that Wanda takes Vision's body there. That makes me think that Catherine Hahn wanted to use Wanda, right? right. That, that she wanted to use Wanda and knew Vision was the way to do that. Somehow found out Sword had Vision's body and said, go get Vision's body, bring him here, you know? Right. And we'll take care of him. I'll help you bring him back. Um, but that seems very direct. And then you add in this FBI witness who was also in Westview. So would it have been in Agatha's best interest to have sword outside an encampment, you know, maybe to make Wanda feel more threatened, right. You know, to drive her to expand the hex that could have been part of her plan too. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and it, it seems, seems oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm going to mute. Go ahead. I was going to say, it seems, it seems likely just in the fact that, you know, at the end of episode six, or I guess the beginning of it, the middle of episode six, she is at the edge of Westview almost waiting for vision to show up to push him outside the hex, which then forces Wanda to expand the hex. Right. So she is. And then of course we get the visual of her in the car playing along. Like she's actually like, doesn't know what's going on. So she was clearly there intentionally to put, to try to push him outside of the hex to then get Wanda to expand the hex and use her powers. Or just Steve because, right without vision around want is easier to control because vision is, is the person who's suspicious and has the power to like free right. people. No, good but point. somebody emailed me today. Um, I can't remember if it was an email. I get a lot of emails about this stuff with the theory that it was a little too on the nose, like that Hayward was Agatha's son and he's Nicholas scratch and all that stuff. Or you, you can just say that they're in league together. Vision right. wants Hayward wants vision and Agatha wants vision out. Right. You know, so it could have just been that simple of a partnership, but then it backfired when Wanda created this hex. But Hayward genuinely seems to not know what the hell is going on. I, I don't think that yeah. she's working with yeah, Sword in any way. Yeah, I kind of felt like they were just two opposing, like two different forces that were against our heroes that kind of just happened to clash. Because my, my impression was that Vision was brought in to kind of placate Wanda, because I don't think really Agatha would have predicted that Vision would go off script and decide to kind of blow up the whole reality because obviously once he really does find out that's when we see that she sends Pietro so I think that Vision really was someone who was there to help kind of ease her in and make her feel comfortable and then once that distraction was kind of out the door and Vision's I guess the mind zone helped him to kind of realize that something really is wrong here then you bring in Pietro you get Vision away from Westview so that you can try to get in her head and even Pietro was asking a lot of questions. It's it's so weird now because we know that Agatha was behind it. So we don't know why he was necessarily so curious about how she was doing it. Unless maybe there's something about Wanda's powers that Agatha doesn't know. But I definitely think that Sword and 
um, Agatha are just are competing for different things. Like they ha- like Wanda right. happened to step on Sword's toes by stealing Vision, and then they were like, "All right, we got to go figure this out." But Agatha was like, "We got magic. We're chilling. Like, we're not worried about Sword." <laughs> well, and I think Agatha initially won Vision just for for breeding purposes, mm-hmm. right? You know, because oh, she's true. like first episode, she's like seduction techniques. Oh, it's your anniversary. Trying right. to you know get them That's to be romantic point. together, right? Yeah. Um, it's almost weirder than in the comics. Oh, yeah. And so I can hear you. The comics still be on the thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Oh, yeah. No problem. So, and the other thing too, and you had mentioned about, uh, I think Taylor, you had mentioned about Wanda or Vision being there to kind of placate her, and then mm-hmm. once he went off book, kind of getting her out, right? And if that's the case, she's occupied by Pietro when he leaves the hex. She doesn't even mm-hmm. know that he's gone, right? Right. If not Billy for her does. son, right? If not mm-hmm. for Billy. She never finds out, and maybe he's gone before she ever realizes that that that, that even happened, right? And then mm-hmm. that then crushes her or whatever, and now she's easy, easier to control than she even was. And so, you know, if Agatha doesn't know that she ha- that he has those powers, which why would she? He didn't show any of those powers until that moment, right? Really, mm-hmm. and so if if she doesn't know that they have powers. She wouldn't real. She wouldn't know that. Oh yeah, they have they have the same powers that you know that their mother and uncle had, right? And so, mm-hmm. and so she doesn't plan on that. Wanda is preoccupied, doesn't know the visions left the hex. But meanwhile, her son is like, wait a second, like something's going on with that. Mm-hmm. And then she focuses, shoots him away, right? Focuses and is like, oh my god, I have to go save him, right? So it could be a situation where, like you said, I think Ryan, maybe it was you that said it, where like she wants him out. And so, you know, distract him with P- distract him with Pietro, but it backfires because because the son f- figures out that he's outside the hex. You know, I think you're 100 percent right. My initial thought when I saw the episode was, oh, Agnes wanted him to wanted wanted to expand the hex. Excuse me, but I don't think that's it at all. In fact, I think that backfires in a worse way because Wanda's losing control of the reality, maybe because it's too big. Right. You know, we saw in episode. Um, Halloween episode, episode five, where that was five, right? No, it was six. Six. We yeah. saw an episode six where the further from Wanda, the less right. the control, you know? But interestingly, it didn't seem that way after the hex expanded because right. the circus people are still being circus people. True. I don't know if that's just because they wanted to do the gag of circus people. Yeah. <laughs> um, could have been. Yeah. Probably that. But it could just be that, like, she's more spread thin, you know, maybe having all those kids in Westview that like surplus of population made it harder for Agatha to oh, no, that's the thing. Wanda's not controlling the Agatha. <laughs> I got to rethink right. that. Yeah. Right. Good so, point. Same principle though, that where she's localizing the control around Wanda. Mm-hmm. So there's a limitation to Agatha's power, but maybe right, when exactly. the hex expanded and increased her power, and that's tied to the book that she keeps in the basement. That's glowing with Wanda's red energy. You know, she needs Wanda's energy to power that book. The book gets more powerful. She gets more powerful. Is that book, do you guys think that that book is the missing book from Doctor yes. Strange? I love yes. that. I thought that yeah. was how did 100%. you even how did you even find that? That is such a deep ago. cut. I no, I've known about that book. I can't claim that uh because I've known about that missing book since The Dark Hole was in Agents of Shield. Because oh, a fan true. theory popped up somewhere and I I don't right. remember if like Screen Crush or Screen Rant or Den of Geek, whatever wonderful website reported that fan theory. Right. I just happen to remember it. You know? mean, and the book isn't the dark hold from Ages of Shield. It looks different, but 
Mm-hmm. You know? But it feels yeah. like it could be, especially because we know they're trying to get all the supernatural guys involved, like uh, Werewolf by Night. You got Blade. Night. You got Blade. Everybody coming yep. in. There's no reason for it not to be the Darkhold. It'd be a very easy way, and it would make sense to have you yeah. know a magical, mystical character bring back some type of either Nightmare and Mephisto or somebody, whoever she's trying to summon. I feel like it would make mm-hmm. a lot of sense and just kind of give them a little something so people have years to understand what the dark hole does, how important it is, and then have mm-hmm. it come back up again in a couple of years once they start, you know, opening up that can of worms. And that goes back to what you said earlier, you know, Pat, when you were talking about who's the big bad, is there someone like in a vision in a vision and Scarlet Witch story, when you introduce an evil book, it's gonna have a bad guy inside of it who's trying to get out. They did that at least twice. I haven't read all the new Scarlet Witch series. That happened at least twice in the comics. There was this guy who was the spirit of Halloween and there was Cthulhu and his origin is even weirder because it's tied into one to Gore mountain and half people, half animals who were imbued with the spirits of Camelot. Like th- those comics are so freaking weird yeah. that it blows my mind. We're even getting a portion of them on screen. So yeah, I think there's going to be, she's trying to free something from the book or keep something inside of it. Yeah. Well, and that's, and it's interesting to, to think about, right. Is how much of Wanda's energy is she using? And then is it tied to, like the amount of detail that goes into the show, even like the opening credits, right? And mm-hmm. you know, so many people, and I think you pointed it out too, and so many people have done it where it's like, you know, she was so peppy in those first episodes, and then mm-hmm. now she's like previously on one division. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it just the all those little tiny details that if you're not paying attention to, you're gonna miss, but they do it because they're really like that attention detail to me, that's what makes the MCU the MCU because they they yeah put that work into it and again that book i mean that dr strange came out what 2016 like that's mm-hmm. that's five years ago at this point you know so and and it was it was you know a, a throwaway line where what's the you know where's the missing book or whatever oh don't worry about you know like it's just like that's that's what they do and they just they just find a way to connect all these things together and it's just it's unbelievable you know it would surprise me if it wasn't a plan but they do that kind of thing intentionally. You know, it's right. sort of like uh, how when they worked on Star Wars 77, George Lucas said, no, it's too clean. Make it dirtier. You know, we yeah. want it to look lived in. So you can go back like Iron Man 2, the map of Wakanda, you know, mm-hmm. being on behind Nick Fury. That's great. But that didn't necessarily mean that Kevin Feige had his little pie chart out. And he was like, right. oh, 2018, we'll re-, you know, like his thing, yeah, yeah. changed. Movies changed. Right. But they went, there's also one in the Atlantic and there's one near, you know, for Namer. So, mm-hmm. Or maybe it was in or Antarctica. It was, anyways, it, it indicated Namer. So they're always going to be doing that kind of thing, like leaving little things. Out. And you know what? If if no evil book would have ever popped up, we wouldn't have been like, "Where's that evil book?" Right. It's going to pop right. up again. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, someone checked that book out of the library. The ancient one was reading it right then. You know, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's a good point. So it's uh, I mean, like I said, the attention to detail is great. I will say, we're still waiting the aerospace engineer. But Taylor pointed this out, man, and I just think it's I just think it's the funniest thing ever, dude. For those of you that haven't watched the Screen Crush videos, <laughs> Ryan does a thing every week where he just where he throws out a your mom. And you got me so good this week because we all obviously were waiting for the engineer. And you were like, oh, but, you know, Captain or whatever her name is. She's like, she's even better because she's your mom. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like waiting <laughs> for the reveal. And I was like, oh, nailed me. Like, I just. So what is the origin of that? Where did that come from? That was uh, the very first Mandalorian video. And um, Uh, I was pumped. Like 
you know, long story short, I, I, the company that owns Screen Crush, Town Square Media, owns a lot of different stuff, and I've had a lot of different roles in the company. And they've been great to work for, and I've loved everything I've ever done. Uh, but they, they moved me to full-time Screen Crush, and I had a couple months where, like, not much was happening. And then The Mandalorian came out, and I was really excited. You know, I was, yeah. like, really happy to finally have something to make a video about. And I, I also think that, like, what I do is kind of silly for a living, that, like, I'm actually, like, getting to watch a Star Wars show and like cool. look up every single species like typing in star wars species with horns is that a deveronia i'm not sure and like looking that up and i was like i, I thought i should just like yeah i actually went through a couple of drafts is it your dad is it your boyfriend or girlfriend I'm like nah stick with your mom you know <laughs> so i actually and then i just it, i kept doing it because people kept like they liked it and people if i didn't do it i would get asked like where's my mom at Right. And some people hate it. Some people say, I don't get the jokes. I don't think they're funny. They'd be better off without them. I'm like, well, you're not in my club. <laughs> doing it, you know? You're lame. Shut up, new kid. That's um, real. <laughs> so right. I, uh, I did that. Um, I, I started, I, I can feel that I was like anticipating them too much and they were too easy to call. So I actually went back to my roots. I rewatched the first couple of videos I put it in. So like, no, it's got to be fast. And I was right. like actually looking at what I did so before. Good. Yeah, like when, Rocky gets, like when Rocky gets beaten by Mr. T and he has to go back to his roots. <laughs> That's it. See, Bill Belichick will be proud. He's self-scouting over there. Right exactly. So, I mean, you know, listen, we're on the past public page. We got to mention Bill Belichick at some point, right? That's the way it is, you know? So um, there's so many, but there's so many great. Oh, so about the aerospace engineer. Yeah. Who do you think it is? What do you think? Do you have any theories? I mean, I'm sure you do, but like, I mean, know. the main, I mean, no, I don't. Some people have right. thrown out uh, Blue Marvel, Adam, I don't know how to pronounce his last name from the comics. I'd be really disappointed if it was him because the thing that yeah. makes that character cool is that he was a uh, black Superman in the early 60s and the government shut him down. Mm-hmm. And I read that comic recently and I was actually disappointed that they glossed over that. <laughs> I was like, this is a pretty amazing story. That's the kind of story that like DC or Vertigo would give us 60 issues of, you know, but right. Marvel lost over in four issues so he could like fight in present day with the Avengers. Um, so I, if we're going to do blue Marvel, do blue Marvel, like do him yeah. for real and mm-hmm. do him better than he was in the book. And then um, Reed Richards is the one people keep throwing out, but like they're just now meeting with writers for the fantastic four. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, I don't, John Watts wouldn't have had time to cast anyone. I mean, they do cast people without the directors approving them. Like Chadwick Boseman was cast, Ryan Coogler had no say in it. I don't think he was hired when they cast yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So that does happen, but like, I don't know, this is pretty early to be throwing Reed Richards into it. And it's a big, uh, I mean, you can't miss. You can't, at this point, you can't miss on the Fantastic Four. I mean, no, there's been, no. you know. He's not gonna, he's he's no. dead set on doing them right. I agree, I agree. And, and that's, that's why it's like, you can't The Marvel movie that. I'm most excited for. And have yeah. been. When Disney Hardly. bought Fox, I was like, okay, X-Men, great. Not that I don't love the X-Men. They're fantastic. But, like, I've seen it. I, they've already, mm. like, adapted most of this, the right. the uh, the flagship kind of storylines you always think of with X-Men. Um, actually, X-Men is a franchise that would work really well interwoven tightly with the Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Now that Definitely. I think about it. Yeah, that would that should be an avenue for them. So could it be um, it could be Beast. Now you could yeah. do a Hank McCoy. Right. You know, one one theory that I've had. Yeah, he could be in Sword. Um, one theory I've had for a while is that Thanos' snap would activate the mutant gene. You know, mm-hmm. like something about that and humanity would like trigger that. And there have been mutants around before, 
just not very many. And then that would like propel it forward. Um, so you could be meeting somebody who hasn't, who is a mutant, but isn't a mutant yet, right. you know, who like that hasn't been activated, but I don't know. I kind of prefer if it's the same, like they hit puberty and they change. And, and yeah. that's one of the things that makes the X-Men, the X-Men, that it's a metaphor for gay rights and civil rights. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, I wish I had better theories on this guys. I really, you know, I want to hear what you have to say about who this person is. I mean, honestly, I feel like this may be one where they did set it up in a way. Like, I feel like they kind of did put a little too much weight behind it to think that it's, you know, fans completely over speculating. But Mm -hmm. the more I think about it, I feel like obviously we all wanted to see Reed Richards. Everyone was praying to see John Krasinski. Um, But I think that's more just you know, fans always wanting something because there's always something to look into the comic books and say, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But like yeah. you said, I they wouldn't want to rush that process most likely. I think there's like Jennifer Lawrence is just now getting tied to uh, Sue Storm. And that yeah. was, I think, like a couple of days ago. So obviously that would have had to be months ago that they cast Reed. And Blue Marvel especially, I think they, especially with Falcon and the Winter Soldier seeming like they're going to uh, t- uh, kind of dive into the super soldier program when they were experimenting on black people. And I, right. I think they understand the weight that that has enough that they wouldn't just shoehorn blue Marvel. in, especially when people don't know him that well, I think right. comic book fans know him, but if you're just watching MCU and blue Marvel pops up, you're just going to, you know, it's going to yeah. go right over your head. So. Right. And that's only I, because I kinda... Monica is in the show. And I, again, I mm-hmm. just don't think you rush that relationship. And um, I don't know. That's the thing about Marvel too. There's just so many damn characters. Right, you know, like it's it's unlimited. It's Marvel yeah. unlimited. Um, you, could, you could say any profession, and then there's like ten people you could potentially right. have. You know, get right. superpowers, and that's them. <laughs> and most of the 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 main line, you know, the big signature scientists we've already seen. Um, some of them just don't fit the profile of somebody who'd be working for Sword. Banner wouldn't be doing that. Plus, he's right. not really a an aerospace engineer. You right. know, right. Um, I, I keep going back, but and even said, Blue Marvel. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go he's, ahead. A, he's a fit. Yeah, he's a physicist. He's not a, an aerospace right. engineer. Right. That yeah. was what kind of threw me off when I saw those theories. I was like, Reed is the only, like, specifically an aerospace <laughs> engineer that really came to mind. So I thought it'd be weird if yeah. it was anybody else. I mean, it, nah, it wouldn't be Victor. I mean, it would have to be Reed's the only one who could conceivably be. I mean, it would be a great setup. Don't get me wrong. Like, the idea mm-hmm. that Reed, we, I put a video out where I said, wouldn't it be great if, Reed worked on the Tesseract project, figured out that Sue was, you know, was there and told him that all oh, its weapons and he took his ship away. It was powered by the Tesseract and they've been in the negative zone for 10 years or 15, whatever, you know, whatever. I like that one. And I think that tying him to S.W.O.R.D. totally makes sense. And if S.W.O.R.D. is corrupt, he would steal his ship and we would actually get the Fantastic Four's origin on screen for the first time. Yeah. Like the actual origin, you know, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just so excited for them. I'm so excited for them, especially with Marvel Um, like totally embracing this weird like let's get out there, let's get science fictiony. It's like Fantastic Four is just a product that I feel like back in the day, the way people, especially executives, would view superhero movies, you just couldn't really get the okay to do something as weird as the Fantastic Four was invented to do, and like what their entire job is to find new you know universes and stuff. So I'm just I'm so anxious to see them, but at the same time, we're getting plenty of new you know Earth twist a reality twisting things in this show so i'll be patient <laughs> as, a, as a non as a non comic book reader you know i i look at the fantastic four and i'm like they've just they've done so much crap you know like mm-hmm. the movie the original movies weren't great you know the chris evans jessica alba michael chiklis movies were not very good you know the first one was fine the second one was i thought they were great when i was terrible. five 
Well, right, you know, but you know, <laughs> and I grew up and then, I was like, oh, I get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one, you know, you get phenomenal actors, but then it was just an absolute dumpster fire. And it's just like, you know, and so it makes you cautious about doing something because it's like you have this great product in the MCU, and then to to bring these characters back in who you've who you've tried to put on screen multiple times multiple iterations and they've all not been successful right and so it's like you know now to put it on screen again and it's like okay like let's just let's make sure we get it right and i do think they will get it right i i just have all the faith in the world in marvel like i mean look i didn't know who the hell the guardians of the galaxy were like i had never heard i of them. barely knew I you know, a and so, Guardians comic, and, yeah. and, and they're unbelievable right they're arguably yeah. the most popular ones right so it's just so it's just it's one of those things where it's like you got to trust where they're going. But I will say I I keep getting hung up on Paul Bettany said that he worked with an actor during this show that he's always mm-hmm. wanted to work with that He's always and the name that kept coming to my head was Ian McKellen. And, you know, the oh, OK, because because of the Magneto reference where uh-huh. technically they are Magneto's kids. Right. And so mm-hmm. does Magneto show up at some point? Now, clearly, he's not an aerospace engineer, but like. Does he show up at some point where it's like, hey, you know, this maybe he's connected to that aerospace engineer in some way or whatever the case may be. So uh, I don't know if that Yo, if, if that'll be right or not, but but it would be a hell of a reveal to get Ian McKellen. If you're going to cast Mephisto in the MCU and you don't cast Ian McKellen, you're doing something wrong. Oh, <laughs> you Imagine man. that, you know, that'd be, that'd be something else. Gandalf. That'd be pretty sick. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. Evil Gandalf. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Right. So it's just, you know, and there there are some scenes that I do We're we're running a little bit long, but there are some scenes I do want to talk about. I love. Yeah. I love the scene of Monica turning into Spectrum. I just thought that was so yeah, well was done, amazing. Um, yeah. you know, and and of course, this show is interesting because I don't I don't necessarily I don't typically watch with the closed captioning on. But like the third time through, I'll throw on the closed caption because you catch so much of that dialogue that you miss. Yeah, I've learned um, to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's really it's really interesting. And so, of course, you know, there's all that dialogue from Captain Marvel um, and then also from the show as well, t- talking about her mom's dad and everything like that. So I just thought that was so well done, you know, and, and then, of course, she turns into Spectrum and you're like, oh, my God, like, let's that go. Was, and it was such a well done origin. Like it had this nice mix of like the Matrix, like Neo seeing right. you know, the Matrix mm-hmm. for the first time and the different phases of time and a lot of 2001 A Space Odyssey, like the way that he the the astronaut evolved into the space baby at the end of the movie right it had a lot of like cinematic callbacks like that but it also i thought was very true to her and the history that they've kind of put in you know yeah yeah and they and we got a superhero landing we did get a superhero landing. Let's go. you know i traced those back once when i was doing a, a video on blade a few years ago and i was like blade started that really because yeah it was in the matrix the superhero landing and it was in uh, an in sync video timberlake did it but <laughs> Blade was before all that came out before those. Yeah, he does. He's at the end. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's a great supercut online of uh, three point landings, and it's really well edited. It's got a few million views. So I I steal from that when I show three sometimes. You know that. But um, yeah, that's I Blade did that. That was him. That's cool. That's That's a very fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. And one one other thing that I noticed with the closed captioning on, well, I just watched it like this afternoon with the closed captioning on. In the Agnes or in the Agatha song, one of the lyrics is it's too late to fix anything now that everything has gone wrong. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a really mm-hmm. interesting lyric because I was like, it's too. So in other words, you're saying it's we're past the point of fixing things because 
Yeah, and that's of course what they're implying. Now, whether that's true or not, who knows? But like, have we gotten past the point where we can fix whatever is going on or whatever is wrong in the town? Or are they saying you can't fix what Wanda is right now? Like, I don't know, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, you know, that that mm-hmm. lyric itself, I thought was really just caught my eye when I was reading it. Like, wait a second, what do you mean we can't fix anything? You know, it was just it was fascinating. So that's really interesting. And yeah. Ryan, you hey. even brought up the, uh, the the whole Nexus point. Like, I feel like that's a pretty big one that we got to talk yeah. about, too. Ryan, you yeah. mentioned it in the video and on the pod, right? Obviously, the fact that uh, for anybody who doesn't know, a Nexus being is someone who is the same version of themselves in every reality. You know, like they're kind of the focal point where everything spins around. So especially when we're talking about Agatha's origin and kind of what she's up to, we got literally a, a whole commercial for uh, this title that's very important in terms of the multiverse and everything. So I, I just re- realized we didn't really kind of dive into that. But Ryan, if you got anything else on the whole uh, kind of Nexus string. Yeah, I mean, you guys already mentioned Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man through all these multiverse, you know, uh, theories or, you know, possible multiverse things. And the Nexus of all realities is part of Marvel Comics with Man-Thing and a Swamp, totally unrelated to Swamp Thing. No similarities there at all. So... <laughs> If you're going to be going into the multiverse um, and exploring these different things, which they're also already doing with the What If show, it makes sense mm-hmm. that like maybe maybe Westview, New Jersey is the nexus. Maybe mm-hmm. Agatha's little chamber is the nexus point, and that's why it's a hexagon. Because I did a whole video about the hexagons where I talked about how if if the infinite there's six infinity stones, six sides to a hexagon. Hexagons are a really strong shape for building, like in nature, bees build hexagon hives because right. there's no wasted space and they're very, you know, mm-hmm. they support well. So maybe that's the structure of the universe. And that's why the wormhole travels are right. also yeah. in hexagons. So if that's the case, then the multiverse itself could also be composed of like spheres of hexagons, you know, that all kind of bundle up together. The same way the Cree map out planets as spheres. So, right. Um, I'm also a little cynical about the idea of a multiverse because it is also different film studios consolidating their IP, you know, saying mm-hmm. we can make whatever Spider-Man movie, movie we want or right. whatever DC movie we want. I I'm, choose to believe Marvel's not doing that, that there's some other reason for it. I don't think they're going to bring the X-Men in from the multiverse. Yeah. Um, I think they want right. to build their own thing up. Um yeah, hmm. I'm excited for. I'm really excited for that. For the next, I think we've already seen the nexus. I think it's that chamber under the house. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I mean that's a great theory. I do like that a lot about the nexus being actually there in Westview. And again, that answers the question as to why the original question we asked, which is why Westview, which is like, well, that's kind of where it has to be, right? Because that's mm-hmm. where the, yeah. that's where the center of everything. So Salem um, Witch Trials again. Yeah. Know right. How close it was. Yep. But then I keep going back to who's the missing witness. Right. You know, I just Jimmy says it's a bo- a guy uh, doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it is, you know, right. but they put Agnes's face up on that board without an ID. I don't think he'd be throwing his witness's face up on the board. No, so I don't think it's yeah. Agnes. You know? Does Dottie does Dottie not have a uh, a thing on the board? I don't know if she, I she's assume. the other person who doesn't have yeah. an ID. I'm pretty she, sure she's yeah. even on the board. She's the other person who does, who's not on the board, but I wouldn't read too much into it because. Right. I think that the whole point of Dottie was she's the key to everything in this town. And now right. I, I think it's pretty apparent that Agatha was placing importance on her. Mm-hmm. So uh, so Wanda would want to copy her and would have kids right. at Dottie's yeah. urging. So it's a way for Agatha to sense. do that by proxy. Yeah. 
That's yeah. I mean that's what I think. I think that like they did a good they did a really good job of making us think it was her. I think because there was a lot mm. of speculation like yes. Dottie, Dorothy, Wizard of Oz. Like we you know we kind of dove down that hole. Well, yeah, and and that's why like. And listen, people are, it's 2021, right? So people want to binge things immediately, right? People just want, give me everything and then I'll watch it all, right? And I've talked to so many people that are like, oh, well, once I get to episode nine, then I'll watch it all. And I'm like, no, that's not like, and I'm sure for you, right? Who's putting out videos about 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 it. It's it's great that it's week to week, but yeah. I love it's the Christmas fact every week, week, right? I mean, it's like and then you it's get to amazing, talk about it. yeah, content Christmas. That's it, yeah. you know. And and for me too, like I feel like that's so much fun. And that was one of the and Game of Thrones. And I think what happened is that Game of Thrones ended so poorly that people were scarred from that. But like that. Every week going into that, like what's going to happen next and who's going to do and what's going here and all these theories about what's going on. And I love that we're back into that. And it's just so cool that they're doing this week to week because you do get to sit there and say like, okay, like what's going to happen now and and who, you know, what's happening next and who's doing this and who's doing that. And like, you know, a million different theories. And, and I was, I've said before on the show a million times, Taylor, like we've thrown out hundreds of theories and like already like hundreds of them have been wrong, right? So it's like, you know, that, that's the best part is throwing out all the different theories, you know? Hey, man, hall, a Hall of Fame baseball player misses seven out of ten times. That's right. You know, that's like right. you, you miss all the shots you don't take. Exactly. I'm I'm so happy with it. Like this is – I mean, I grew up in the 80s. This is TV. This is like right. what just mm-hmm. TV is. I don't yeah. – this idea of like watch, sitting down and – have you noticed how how your viewing quality decreases on like episode three of a show? how when it becomes mm-hmm. like something you have to get through or even reading a book. Like when I get to the end of a book and I read through the last chapters too fast, you miss too much, you know, and this is not, yeah. this is not a microwave thing. This is a steak. This yep. is mm-hmm. like the Mandalorian. Like we wouldn't have been talking about Timothy Oliphant's character in the Mandalorian if they dropped all of eight episodes at once. Right. So this mm-hmm. is the way I, I can't believe Netflix still does it like this. You saw Amazon transition away from it with the boys. Yeah, where they dropped the first three episodes, but then they did them week by week. Thank God. Yeah, like it's just a. That's how it should be done. It's serial serialized. You know, it's right. that kind of storytelling. And I that hate. Even, I absolutely hate the the dump and pump model. Like, right, especially for my job. Yeah, and I was even talking to a friend just in terms of the way that you retain it. Like Daredevil, fantastic show. Like one of the best I've ever seen. But the way that you have to watch it, like it's so dense that you kind of have to go back to back to back, or you'll forget things. But then when I kind of think back, other than like the one shots, like the crazy fight scenes, it's hard to really remember a lot of plot points from Daredevil, even though it was a fantastic show, because you have to just get through like, what is it, eight or nine hours kind of within a short time frame. And I think just the way that you structure the episodes, 13 13 episodes, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my exact point. Um, But I feel like with this, you really not only get the chance to watch it a few times, but the way the episodes are set up. I think you just kind of have more room to breathe and really appreciate what's in front of you instead of constantly just kind of inhaling it. Like you said, Ryan, where if it's like a book, you just get through it so fast that you don't really your brain, I feel like just kind of zones out at some point when you watch more than like a few hours of the same thing. So I love this. I mean, as much as it frustrates me as a kid who came up in the era of Netflix and binge watching and everything, um, it's it's kind of a nice little therapy to have where I can enjoy it. And, you know, that slow burn is very cathartic because they always give us enough the next week that you're satisfied from the week before, but you want more, which you just don't get really much anymore. Right. That's how it should be. That's like every great show should leave you wanting more. 
That's it, you know. And it sounds like such a novel idea now. <laughs> I know. Well, that's you know Stephen King did this way back in the in the early '90s. You know, it said when he was a kid growing up, they had the serial novels where the novel would come out and they leave you at a cliffhanger, and then Green, and then when Green he wrote with the Green Mile, that's it. Yeah, yeah when he wrote right. the Green yeah. Mile, he came he released them serialized. You know, and I did and, not know that and brought that back, which I thought was so cool. Mm-hmm. Now, of course. Christmas Carol was done that way. That's the way they used to do novels. Yeah. yeah, See, that's, and that's the thing is that he, he was like, I miss that. Now I was like eight when that happened. So I didn't read it that way. I read it like as it was in the, you know, once it was all put together, but like now we're, you know, if we can get back to some of that, I think that that's great. Like you want, well, you don't want the episode to end and you'd be like, okay, good. That was great. No, you want, you want the episode to end and be like, what's next? Like, I need to know what's no, happening that's next, a, right? That's you also know? what comic books are. Like, comic yeah, books right. are a serial storytelling where every issue, not every issue, but like, most issues ended on a cliffhanger and right. had some pull on the cover to get you in. Like, that's the great thing. Like, my friend Patrick Willems did a video essay a few years ago where he talked about um, he was, he's a, even as a comic book fan, he wasn't that excited by the MCU because it wasn't telling the whole stories. It was just telling the big crossover events. So if you right. read comics, you know that like, the Infinity Gauntlet, major crossover, you know, Secret Wars, major crossover. But it means more if you can go and read the side stories of the individual characters and their titles. That's mm-hmm. why I'm excited about Disney Plus, because now yes. we're getting the side stories. We're right. getting a little shading. So you can have a character pop, like Ms. Marvel pop up in a big crossover movie. She doesn't have to do a lot because I already know her story. Right. You know, right. From another, from another no, it's cool. It's show. really cool. So Disney Plus is almost like a comic book provider. Well, like did well, obviously it's video and everything, but now Marvel's got the money. Everybody wants to play in their playground. They got the resources. They can basically just be like, all right, you don't want to read? Fine. We'll just we'll give it to you in video format yeah. every week. It's just like like even when I was little, I would get, you know, comic books on a weekly basis, the serialized thing, just like you said. And now they're doing it back to back. Like, are we even gonna have a week between WandaVision and uh one Falcon and the between, Winter Soldier. I think they're doing like the making of WandaVision, right? In between yeah. on the 12th. Yeah. On the, uh, thank yeah, 12th, thank right? God. <laughs> thank God. And yeah, I don't think, I don't think Falcon and Winter Soldier is gonna be I, I I just don't think it'll be this cryptic of a show. I don't mm-hmm. I don't anticipate getting the kind no, of views that we're getting on Screen Crush. Not that it won't be great, we won't love it, but like I don't think we'll have those questions to answer. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. My God. Right. But it's, a lot it's of not, Thunderbolt stuff. Man, that's that's real. They're definitely setting up a Dark Avengers, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. Elena yeah. was on set, I think, the other day, or the actress. Oh, Florence Pugh, love her, love her. I think she was on the set a few days ago. Of uh, oh, Falcon of and the Winter Soldier. Really? Yeah, Elena Belova. She was like in the airport, cool. I think, going to Atlanta, uh, and they were saying like that's obviously where they're shooting, and she's English or something. I don't even think she lives right. in the states. So people were saying that she's going to be shooting that and. Obviously, I think Ross is supposed well, to be in it. So I think that's the big kind of thing they're trying to right. set up there. And I'm hoping for it. Gee, I hope that doesn't, um, that it coming out before Black Widow doesn't throw that off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing about Black, like, I just, and this is just me personally, I just feel like they should have just dropped it. Like, just drop Black Widow. Oh, my God. I'm putting it out there. Correction. I'm thinking of Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Yeah. In my head. Okay, I'm I thought I that was weird. That. I wasn't going to call you. Yeah, out yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, haven't yeah. they already finished filming? Oh, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. a Disney. It's a Disney Plus. Disney show. Plus, and either, right? Right. Stuff, I feel like that would be kind of lean towards the Thunderbolts. And that would be Avengers. that would be after that would be after what's it called? Um, yeah, that'd be after. I. It doesn't get rescheduled again. Really think Black Widow 
they might push it back a month or two, but I think they'll do uh, like they did with Mulan, the premium release. Yeah. I don't think they want to because I, I don't think they made a lot of money on that because uh, I think a lot of people just pirated it instead or you know yeah. knew a guy. I bought it. it like I I bought it. I didn't even really right. care about Sam Mulan, but I just wanted to support mm-hmm. the movies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be buying the new one that they're coming out, the Raya and the Last Dragon or whatever the kids. That looks are great. Very good. To see yeah. that, so I'll yeah, be buying that. The Queens. Yep. Is, yep. Is that also going to be the premium? Same rental? thing. Yeah. So oh, I don't okay, know. Well, if, good. Maybe they will do that with Black Widow. Then. I didn't that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. So I think they said. I think they said it's coming out in the theaters and it's going to be available on Disney Plus for the premium rental. I believe is what they said. Right. So. Raya, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they could do then something something similar with Black Widow where they could release in the theaters and also put it on Disney Plus at the same time. Um, where you know, obviously it's two tough experiments though, because like Mulan, I feel like people weren't really excited about because they were they kind of advertised that they were taking away so many things that people like, like the music, yeah. Mushu, like everything that right. people go back to see. And then Raya, Her I personality. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that she was a person who didn't have superpowers that weren't explained. But then Raya, I feel like, is has a lot of potential, but I've not seen any real uh, advertisement for it. Right. So, you know, it's kind of two things where I'm not sure it's going to be a great, I guess, test for Disney to see how well is Black Widow going to sell. Because that's a billion-dollar franchise people have been looking forward to, albeit that you put off for a couple of times, versus two movies that one wasn't advertised very well. Actually, neither was advertised very well, but one was just because we haven't really seen it. Like, you haven't really heard about Raya mm-hmm. unless you're looking for it. So right. I, I just hope they get it out sooner than later. We've been waiting long well, enough. without box office money, you're not getting box office advertisement. You're not getting the billboards mm, or TV spots. I When they put Soul out, that was just a Disney Plus release, right? That wasn't yes. a premium thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be pretty disappointing if Mulan, Raya, and Soul are all released on Disney. And they say, oh, it's okay to put those on Disney Plus, but not Black Widow. Right. Just because you're talking about three major kids' children's movies with non white leads. Right. But then, and it could also be that just, hell, Scarlett Johansson might have a thing in her contract. That's true. I think she's prohibiting this. Yeah. And that wouldn't surprise me because, look, when, and I don't blame her for this. When these guys sign up for their deals, a big part of it is the profit sharing. You know, that's right. how Nicholson made his money on Batman. And ever since then, everybody's gotten a piece of the pie. That's why Robert Downey Jr. was, right. you know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so that could be a very real reason. But on the other hand, they've got their plan and their rollout. Maybe they just need to supplant that potential cash inflow with just an extra bonus for her or something. Right. Or I, whoever I else, the director, sense. whoever else has that's a deal. It, right. because... I'm not picking on ScarJo. You know? No, no, exactly. Uh, but Warner Brothers did. You have to do something because you got to get it out. You have to continue. Yeah. You have to continue because you're going to release the series. So if you're going to release a series at some point, that movie's got to fit in there somewhere, right? It's not yeah, just true. like a complete throwaway. So, right. but anyway, so we'll see. But um, but anyways, I think I think that's it, man. We covered so much. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, everyone should know where to find you. But before you leave, you know, let everyone know where uh, where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Ryan Airy or on the Screen Crush YouTube channel. Got WandaVision breakdowns every Friday and then like little follow-ups. Plus uh, a random video essay about Breaking Bad or Marvel movies or DC movies or Game of Thrones. We cover a lot of different stuff. Nice. Very I'm nice. I'm a proud subscriber myself. I watch religiously. Seriously. Absolutely. Highly, for years. Highly recommend. Thanks, man. Yep. No, it's a great, it's a great, it's great stuff. So thanks for coming on, Ryan. Really appreciate it. Maybe we'll, uh, 
we'll have you on maybe on uh, one of the uh, one of the other one of the other shows, you know, as we as we go down the line. So yeah, let me know. I mean, I I know nothing about football, so maybe it'd be hilarious to have me on that. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll have you on. We got a ton of draft content coming up. Maybe we'll have you on talking about draft, uh, talking about college prospects. Uh, you know? I'll just be playing with play doh. <laughs> just like make 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 right. the highest prospect you can know you know about just make him out of play-doh that's right. all we have i can protect my bowl that's it there you go See? i can hold my own on that game from the late 80s montana the rice that's all you need to know montana the rice and bo jackson that's it you know bo jackson was my guy oh yeah yeah, yeah plays the raiders bo jackson every time that's right Ask all me. right thank you so much man and uh and we'll talk to you we'll talk to you guys next week